right, folks, thanks for joining us. Uh, We're going to be doing the Hometown Hero on the second segment today, so make sure you stick around as we are honoring Veterans Day, uh, official day tomorrow, Um, but a lot of the government uh, institutions are uh, remembering that day today. And I wanted to bring on a gentleman in the community who started this with me about a year ago, uh, Gassan Nami, the owner of Marigolds and Walsters Bistro. Uh, Gassan, thanks for joining us. No, thank you for having us. It's been a blessing to start this with you, brother. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? And, you know, we did an event probably, what was it, three, maybe four years ago uh, in the middle of COVID. Does that sound about right? Yeah, it was at the beginning of COVID, I believe, at the end of March, right when things shut down. Yeah, and that's when, uh, you know, I've, I've known Gasson, um, like many of you do in the community. You know, you go into the restaurant, you see him, they treat you unbelievable, um, but didn't know that his heart was so big for giving back to the community until we did that event together. And I think we served, what was it, probably like 500 first responders, you think, or was it more than that? Yeah, it was. We ran out of food. That's what happened. It was amazing. It was. It was awesome to see the community that holds it down for us because that first responder group does not get enough attention, and and they do a lot for our community. Oh, exactly. I remember the line of cars there. Uh, a lot of people showed up that day, and so since that happened, and you know, when you go up to Marigolds, they have the American flag flying out front on their menu. It says "God Bless America." And Gassan, tell us a little bit about your family immigrated here and tell, you know, describe the American dream to us and, and you growing up here. Well, I'm blessed because I just am so thankful to reap the benefits of, of my dad's family being able to have the opportunity of coming over here. But in the 70s, you know, as Christians in the Middle East, it is, it is not pretty as you are seeing, you know, presently today as well. And so for us to get the opportunity from the Lutheran Church and have them bring my father's family over and and America to give them chance through immigrating, you know, the legal way and, and following order on all of that to owning businesses to raising a, a American generation now and multiple generations to come. So it's, it's a blessing, you know, we're, we're so thankful for America and we appreciate you know, especially all of the ones who fight for our country. It really is. It makes the American dream. And I remember chatting with your father in the restaurant. I said, geez, you work a ton. I mean, you work long days. And he looked at me and he says, Justin, it's a it's a privilege to work where I'm from. We don't have this opportunity, you know? And that just, I mean, it really speaks volumes to me of the difference of, uh, you know, the United States of America and, you know, the rest of the countries in the world. Exactly. We are so privileged here and it's overseen, you know, technology kind of, you know, spoils us a little too much. You get things too quick and too easy, you know, outside of of this country, it's not the same. So we are so thankful to be here. Yeah. And Gassan, we've done a lot with the, the military this year. You guys stepped up. You're doing it every week, committing to a hometown hero. We have had on Green Berets. We've had on Plenty of people from the Air Force, also the Air Force Academy. Um, we've had people on from Peterson, Shriver, and uh, it's unbelievable when they call me and they say, you wouldn't believe it, I went up to Marigold's and they had everyone from the kitchen come out and shake my hand and thank 
thank me and my spouse for the service of our country and that that just doesn't happen every day you know and so it's heartwarming to have you guys create an experience for them that says hey we really appreciate everything you've done and the sacrifice your family has made for our country amen i mean i don't i don't i can't think of the sign exactly on who sponsored it on highway 24 but as you're driving up highway 24 still in colorado springs there's a sign that says see a cop thank a cop exactly we we gotta start we gotta start doing that more not just cops not just first responders but military everybody you know those, those people hold down the hold down everything for us to be so privileged yeah and and there's no better place to live than right here in Calder Springs. I spent time living out in Washington, D.C., and I thought this will be the most patriotic city, you would think, right, in uh, the United States. And it's not nearly as patriotic as Colorado Springs with the military installations here, the retired veterans we have. It really is patriotic. It's a special place, and we're surrounded by heroes. And as we talk about Veterans Day Day, that's why I wanted to bring you on, Gasson, because you've been committed to saying, hey, every week we're going to step up and we're not just going to offer a, a dinner. It's going to be appetizers, desserts, wine, and really treat them like a VIP guest and saying thank you for your service to our country. And uh, I appreciate you guys having the willingness to do that every week You know, with the folks here at KRDO. It's awesome, man. It, it's a blessing, you know. They 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 sacrifice the most, and so for us to do a a tiny little thing is is it's it's little, but it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, it it really is. And so I appreciate you taking the time to come on. We're going to be doing our hometown here on the second segment, and uh, thanks for your support over the this last year and continuing support in honoring our hometown heroes every Friday. Absolutely. And and for everyone who's listening, everyone knows of a veteran. So make sure we thank them this weekend. And Marigold Bistro down south and Marigold Cafe and Bakery up north is giving 50% off all entrees for all veterans this Saturday. So come out and let us take care of you. That's amazing. All right, Gus, you get back in the kitchen. If you're giving 50% off, you better step up your game a little bit there. Right, I got to get back to work. God bless, guys. Thank all right, so take much. care. Okay, folks, all, we haven't had Gussie on in a while because he's so busy, it's tough to nail the guy down. Uh, but what a tribute there, 50% off. If you're a veteran, head up to Marigold's North off Centennial or Marigold South now, right off of 115 over by the hatch cover. Uh, perfect for uh, those folks down at Fort Carson. Go in, enjoy a fabulous meal and enjoy 50% off as a thank you to our veterans out there. Folks, we're going to have some commercials here, then we'll be right back talking about the meaning of Veterans Day and when it evolved. You're listening to the Extra Cardio News Radio. Okay, folks, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, Make sure you stick around to the second segment as well as we're going to be doing it a little bit in reverse today. Uh, Hometown Hero on the second segment of the Extra. We do that every Friday, brought to you by Marigolds. If you know somebody who has served our country, serves our community, whether it be a teacher, a nurse, a first responder, reach out to us because we would love to have them on the show, treat them to a fabulous dinner at Marigold's, either at the North location or the South. is just a thank you for their service to our community. 
And so as we talk about Veterans Day, um, they had an unbelievable parade last week in downtown Colorado Springs. And then today it is a remembrance of Veterans Day for those who are, like, for example, Fort Carson, right? Uh, they're getting a four-day weekend. and uh, But the actual November 11th falls on tomorrow. And a little history here. Um, it got all started in 1919, Armistice Day, and this was after World War One took place. And so this is where the whole idea of honoring a veteran came from. And it was uh, commemorated in 1921 with the burial of the unknown soldiers. That's located in Arlington Cemetery. If you've never been out there, folks, you, you have to go. Because, you know, I've been to the Tomb of the Unknown Soldiers. I've been to Arlington, have placed flags, wreaths. It is a really moving place in our, in our history. I mean, to go on Veterans Day, but to go any day when you're in Washington, D.C., it, uh, it is something else. And to see all the rest of the monuments they have there and the World War II Memorial, uh, Korean War, Vietnam the list goes on. It's a really, really special place. And so I encourage you, if you have kids, it's a great, not only is the Smithsonian's there, but it's great to bring your kids and say, hey, this is the history of our country. These are the men and women who made the sacrifices so we can experience the luxuries we have here in the United States. Because as we see these wars breaking out right throughout the world, it's scary. And you see some of the clips on TV. It is, you. Know, how could another human being do that to somebody? How could there be such cruelty in our world? And then you have to look back and go, well, during the Nazi regime and what was going on with the Jewish community in World War II, it was pure evil. And this evil has been around. But here in the United States of America, with the exception of Pearl Harbor and 9-11, we really live in a country of peace. And we have the ability to speak our minds and freedom of religion without being attacked. And it is such a special thing. And you think, how come the United States of America has these privileges and yet in the Middle East... Women have to wear cloths over their face. They can't get the same education, right? The freedom of religion is not there. What is the difference? And I think we really have to look at it and go, it is the United States military. It's our soldiers who willingly fought. You think of World War II, and we've had World War II veterans in this studio just as of late a gentleman who served in Battle of the Bulge. And he said, I was 17 years old. And I lied about my age so I could go serve. The willingness for the men and women to step up and go, I will go fight. And a majority, a, a, a good amount lost their lives fighting for our freedom. And you look back over all the veterans who laid down their lives and those who went and served and who are dealing with injuries today. Life-enabling injuries. Because they went and fought for you and I and for our freedoms. And so we have the luxury of speaking our mind, 
without having to be fearful of what would happen, to practicing any religion we would like. And that's a very special thing. And that's really what I focus on on Veterans Day is we don't have to worry about roadside bombs and attacks and people coming and looting your homes because of the men and women who fought and continue to fight for our freedom and the and the the luxuries we have here in the United States and the ability to enjoy life to its fullest and you talk about capitalism you talk about being an entrepreneur you talk with the Nami family who came from Lebanon and has built car dealerships and restaurants you know and this is the best place in the world you have no idea and I've been to some third world countries. I went to Ethiopia and it was eye-opening when you see people living in mud huts. And you look at how far the United States of America has come because of not really the politicians, folks, but those who were in the trenches fighting, putting their lives on the line so we could have this thing called the United States of America, the American dream, right? We talk about real estate and buying a home and starting a business. These are things that are provided from the American soldier. So the official day, November 11th, was recognized in 1938. That's when they started saying, we are going to honor our veterans on this day of November 11th. And the name Veterans Day came about in 1954. That's when they named it. November 11th will be called Veterans Day. We will recognize all those who served in the United States military. And pretty interesting, Britain, Canada, France, several other countries celebrate on November 11th, the veterans of World War I and World War II. And if you've spent time over in Europe, you get to understand the fact that they love the Americans. I spent time over in England in a small town where the 91st bomb group B-17s flew out of. And they said, if it wasn't for you guys, we would be speaking German today. We wouldn't have the freedoms we get to enjoy. And these countries are thankful from the bottom of their hearts for the sacrifices we made as Americans. They have memorials over there. They have tributes to the men and women who served and stopped the Nazi regime. And so if you see a veteran if you know a veteran and you, you can just look up their contact in your phone and say thank you for your service, happy Veterans Day, thanks for making the United States of America what it is, those small words, and even though it may take just a second for you to send that text out or make that phone call or shake that soldier's hand who's in line at a Chipotle, those small words of encouragement means so much. So as we remember Veterans Day today, throughout the weekend, 
especially tomorrow. Find a veteran. Thank them for their service. It's a special thing here, the United States of America, and it's those men and women who make it a special thing. Folks, we're going to go to a commercial break here. You're going to hear from ABC News, and then we'll be back on the second segment talking with our hometown hero. You're listening to The Extra on Cardio News Radio. Okay, folks, we are back into it here honoring those who served our country on Veterans Day. Went through a little bit of the history when the official day was named November 11th in 1938. Um, and uh, it's just an honor to be in this uh, city, surrounded by so many veterans and uh, the bases and the posts we have here that make the American dream. And we are working on getting Kirk Van Everett on the line right now. Do we have him? Yep. Great. Kirk, can you hear me? Hey, Justin. This is Kirk. How are you? <laughs> good, good. So, folks, this is our hometown hero of the week, and it is uh, Veterans Day. And so uh, the folks at Marigold's Kirk are going to reach out to you your wife, and they're going to take care of your dinner, dessert, drinks, appetizers um, at their south or north location as a thank you for your service and sacrifice to our country. Oh, that's awesome. I, uh, I really do. We, we really don't want to ask for anything, but we do appreciate the support as always. And, uh, and thank you for reaching out. It's wonderful. You got it. So tell us a little bit, Kirk, how you got involved in the military. Did you, did you go straight from high school or did you tell us a little bit about the path you took to getting enlisted? So my, uh, my time in the military was, is, uh, actually started at a pretty young age. So my parents moved to West Point when I was about nine months old. So I grew up around that environment, um, from a very young age and it always had this kind of gravitational pull. It just was always kind of a foregone conclusion that I was going to try and go there, uh, and actually attend and become an officer. So, um, 17 years old, parents signed the permission slip and uh, I got to go to West Point. And then four years later, I commissioned as a field artillery officer. And you went to West Point at 17. How's that work? (laughs) Well, I I was a little young for my age, so uh, (laughs) I didn't actually turn 18 until after basic training. And I was actually already there at 17. So um, when I graduated high school, I had about five days and then, uh, and then I went to uh, reception day, our day, and they shaved my head, put me in a uniform and it was, uh, off to the races. So And so tell us a little bit about, because we hear about it here with Jack's Valley and the Air Force Academy. Um, tell us a little bit about what that process is and, you know, how long it takes until you're, you know, what, what do you guys call it? Well, so it, for us, um, I mean, West Point has a, an abbreviated uh, basic training, but basically what they try to do is, is take you as a, you know, high school senior and kind of strip away some of that those elements of your previous life and then get you inculcated into the, um, the mentality and the, and, and the army values and, and have those things be a part of your life. And, but that transitionary process happens uh, over the course of about six weeks. And then you go, you have a march back, you arrive at West Point, And then at that point, it's very intensive academic, uh, very, very intense academic regimen for four years. It's a full bachelor's of science. And uh, you can go specialize into your individual area of focus. But when you finish at four years, you graduate and are commissioned as a second lieutenant in the Army uh, the same day. So at that point, um, everybody scatters to the four winds, to their respective posts, uh, with their respective branch, and then they begin to serve as officers in the Army. And so where did, where did your service bring you after you graduated? So I, I got very, very lucky. Um, my first assignment was in Italy. Um, so there's an airborne 
an, an airborne infantry brigade combat team in Italy. Um, they're actually split between Germany and Italy, but my assignment was in Italy. And uh, so I got to be part of the 173rd. Um, and, and really, uh, I found myself immediately surrounded by just some of the highest caliber officers and NCOs that you could even think of. I mean, these were people that come, you know, and, and are doing um, an assignment after like Ranger Regiment or the people that had spent time in, in, in maybe Special Forces Selection and got injured, but they pipelined into 173rd. So you're just surrounded by a tremendous amount of talent um, on both the enlisted side. And then the 173rd was at the time, and as I showed up and I'm, you know, I, had, I hadn't served a day in my life at that point, but the people I served with in my unit um, had been to multiple very, har- uh, very harrowing deployments very recently. So uh, Operation Enduring Freedom uh, 8, um, very, pop- very much so popularized in the movie Restrepo. That was that unit. So when I showed up, the people in that documentary um, were people that I worked with on a day-to-day basis. So I just, I just absorbed it like a sponge uh, and, and spent the next three years um, doing training in Africa and Europe. Uh, I did a deployment to Afghanistan and then, um, and then um, really kind of kicked off my, what ended up being about 12 years uh, in the Army. Um, though that was my first assignment. So I, I, got, I got a very good taste of, of what the Army could be like, and I was extremely grateful for that time. And so your time over in Afghanistan, you know, you're going there at, how old were you when you did your first tour? So I was 20, uh, 22, I think I had just turned 22 a couple months beforehand, and uh, I went over as a fire support officer. Um, I caught the tail end of the deployment, OEF-13, and um, we were in, we were in um, um, Wardak uh, province. And, um, you know, our, our, um, uh, my, my job initially was to embed with the infantry. We helped provide them um, air support, uh, control artillery. That was the nature of the position. It was pretty quiet when I was there, to be perfectly honest, but it was, uh, you know, there were things happening all around. It was pretty kinetic in different areas for sure. So, you know, not to take away from the service of other people um, or of my unit prior to me getting there, um, but it was a, uh, it was a, um, it was an eye-opening experience for someone who had just come out and you're put in charge of 35-person pe- uh, headquarters platoon. I had a mortars element and then we had our fire supporters um, and, uh, yeah, so that was my first immersion. My my replacement actually left 24 hours after I arrived there. So I got the keys to the platoon, and then he left the next get, day to go to special forces selection. So <laughs> I was baptism by I fire. Was like, yeah, no, I I felt like a baby deer. I could barely stand <laughs> on my legs. So that was uh, that was pretty crazy. But I had really really good uh, NCO. Um, he was uh, at the time Staff Sergeant Isles, and he had like 50 something months of prior deployments. So he immediately took me under, under his wing. And kind of showed me the ropes and and, and everything um, everything was fine. So wow, yeah. And so after that tour, that. what took place next? So after that, um, <clears throat> we did uh, operations in uh, in Africa. Um, so as ISIS was starting to kind of or, um, correction, as uh, Al Qaeda was starting to have a footprint in Africa, we started to shift our focus in doing partnership operations in Africa. So we did um, um, bilateral training in Cameroon. Uh, we did airborne uh, with um, Nigerian, um, Cameroonian, and Burundian uh, infantry, and we, so we taught them, um, you know, artillery operations, infantry operations, and then, um, and then uh, when Russia invaded Ukraine, um, coincidentally, my company got picked to go to Estonia. So um, that was 
pretty amazing because we're watching things unfold on the news. We're not really able to kind of talk about it, but then behind the scenes, we get this order that says, Hey, you guys are in the slot, like, just be prepared. You might get selected. And then I think like three or four days later, we were on a plane, um, boots on ground in Estonia, which again, not a combat area, but you know, for the optics of it, you had the president of Estonia there, you had their equivalent, the secretary of defense, uh, a very, very big visual spectacle to kind of show showcase American soldiers in the Baltics, um, kind of being, a, a, you could say, a metaphorical um, representation of NATO on that forward front line with Russia showing aggression in Ukraine. Um, so to, to be part of that was, was really, really cool because I, I was just a small piece. But at the same time, it was like all of the news. So that was really, really cool experience to be a part of that. And then, um, and then after that, uh, it took me back to Fort Carson. Um, I, was a, uh, I was a commander. Uh, but headquarters uh, and headquarters battery. So we had a little shot, just shy of uh, 300 people on the books that I was responsible for, um, but really, really cool mission set. And uh, I, got to, I got to, again, um, briefly take my unit to Afghanistan. Uh, so I got to check off the, the, the block. Um, one of my career goals was to, you know, take men and women to combat as a commander. So just as coincidence um, and, 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 and fate would have it, things lined up. I got to bring um, men and women under my command to Afghanistan. And um, so that was a, it was a great experience. And then that was three years at Fort Carson here locally uh, in Colorado. Um, fell in love with the area at the same time. Love Colorado. And then um, my career, uh, I was thinking about getting out. I, I had really done everything. I'd scratched the itch of everything I really, really wanted to do. <laughs> and the armies uh, asked me if I wanted to go do three more years in Germany to work at the, uh, the army headquarters in Europe and, uh, just a, a totally different, uh, position of perspective. You're, you're in a four star army headquarters. The you're moving the letters, the, the levers of they're like tectonic plates, uh, of change. Cause you're working at these strategic levels. So you're, you're, you're moving, it's almost like a risk board. It was pretty cool. And I worked in a room that kind of resembled like the, the NASA command, I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, you've ever seen uh, Apollo 13, but yeah. that room, yeah. yeah, it seems very, very similarly. <laughs> I'm just like a, a captain just sitting behind a desk with everyone around me just outranks me. And, uh, and you, but you were able to impact change on some of the highest levels that I had ever gone, uh, ever had an opportunity in my life. Uh, so I, I loved it. It was a, it was a wonderful experience. And, um, and then I ended up having to get out from medical uh, on a medical retirement due to injuries. So, um, well, Kirk, Things that's pretty aggressively when I was over there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's quite the timeline. And uh, for you getting in at 17 and two tours overseas, I mean, you know, we appreciate, we know how much, you know, sacrifice. We have a lot of veterans who come on these shows and the sacrifice that it takes for you and families and uh, from the bottom of our hearts here at KRDO and uh, the folks over at Marigolds, we just want to say a big thank you for your service and sacrifice makes United States what it is. Well, I, I really do appreciate the support and, and real big shouts to everybody that's still in uniform out there. I couldn't have done it without countless number of people throughout my career. I wouldn't be here today without them and my family as well. Uh, so thank you so much for, for having me on. I really, really appreciate the support. You got it, Kirk. The owner, Mary Golds, is going to reach out to you, schedule a time to have you and your wife up there. And uh, you enjoy your weekend, Kirk, and thanks again for your service. All right. Thank you, Justin. You take care.
You got it. All right, folks, we're going to go to a quick break, and then we'll be right back here to wrap up the extra on Cardio News Radio. Okay, folks, that was fun having Kirk on there. Uh, boy, you hear the stories and getting in at 17 years old and the two tours overseas. It's unbelievable what these men and women do for our country and the sacrifices they make that uh, gives us the ability to enjoy the freedoms that we enjoy every day. And so find a veteran, thank a veteran. Uh, and remember, it's not just you know the United States of America celebrating this. Um, I talked about some of the other countries. Um, Canada and Australia um, both call November 11th Remembrance Day. Uh, Canada has the observances uh, pretty similar to our own, but they have a tradition of citizens wearing red poppy flowers to honor um, those who served. And Australia, the day, you know, they, they, it's more of a Memorial Day is how they celebrate it in Australia. And the Britons call it Remembrance Day, um, and they observe it on the Sunday closest to November 11th with parades, services, and uh, two minutes of silence in London to honor those who lost their lives in war. And uh, this morning, seeing Wall Street take a moment of silence, uh, it, it's a beautiful thing here to know that, you know, we place our veterans um, high priority and remembering what they do daily and the sacrifices they've made and also the families. Uh, there's no doubt about it. You know, when uh, a husband's deployed um, or a wife's deployed, the spouse, what they do to hold the family together and how, uh, you know, even the PCSing every two to three years and the toll that takes on the kids. And so it really is a team effort. Uh, I've had the pleasure of, you know, speaking with a lot of the wives of servicemen who on multiple deployments and what they had to go through. And uh, also what we're going to do later, um, you know, this year, we're going to have uh, some folks on from ACS, Army Community Services, who support the military uh, and help them with everything when it comes to deployments. And um, we're going to bring on some of those people who served during uh, Vietnam, Korean War, and even talk about the first video stream that was done between a family and soldiers and some of those things of the, the support staff, such as ACS down on Fort Carson. So a lot of fun things on the horizon. Folks, remember, if you have somebody who's serving the community in a big way, have them reach out uh, to Caradio. We'll get them on for the hometown hero. And remember the veterans today. And remember them tomorrow. And thank a veteran for their service and the sacrifice they've made for our country. Stick around, folks. Cardio News Radio, you have Tom Martino joining you next.